Greetings in the name of Jesus Christ. Welcome to our podcast. This is Pastor Madiba. If you happen to be in our area, you are most welcome to visit us. You'll surely feel at home. We appreciate your prayers for our ministry. We hope today's sermon will be edifying to you, your family, and your friends. Welcome. receiving good reports after good reports. Uh, Sister Nombuso is there. She was uh, very, very sick for the past, must have been the past four weeks, Sister. Very sick. 
uh, it was like a flu, uh, and then she called me. She just couldn't speak on the phone because there was no voice coming through. But by grace, she's there this morning. And then Brother Watsi had a prayer request for Sister Cindy. Uh, she was going somewhere just to check uh, if there is anything wrong uh, uh, with her colon. And we prayed and said to the doctors must never find anything. And indeed, the doctors didn't find anything. Then Brother Mdawu has got so many job offers, he doesn't even know what to do. He was declined uh, by, he used to be, would be in the police force. Then sometime back he went to Nels Brayton. They declined him and I said, brother, if your heart is there, God will make a way. So they have recalled him. Amen. So we, are, we appreciated the Lord. Brother Clotie had a, 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 a tooth that was growing on the nerve, and it sort of, they almost suspected that it might have caused a mild stroke. So they wanted to take him through the scanners. Again, we pray that they must not find anything. He's here. They didn't find anything. So how many believe God is still in the business of miracles? Now, what touched me about the prayer meeting when people came here, people had requests, and 70% of requests that were here, it was either somebody say, God, bring, bring my husband in, bring my children in, bring my family in. So it gave me a view that people are eternally inclined. They want to spend eternity with their loved ones. And for every request, may God grant it. So that we go and spend eternity together. Amen. Lovely food that sisters prepared after the prayer meeting. It was a good time. Amen. Now, I want you to remember Brother George Martin in prayer. He has not been well. I spoke to him and I wrote him just a letter of encouragement. He has not been very well. So, will you remember him in prayer? Uh, he's a gallant soldier of the cross. I've got such a, a deepest love and respect for Brother George Martin. Amen. So I intend to go and see him just this week, just to spend time and encourage him. Uh, I think they might, they've discovered that there is cancer. Amen. But our God can heal cancer. Amen. Our God can deliver our dear brother and our dear elder. Amen. So we appreciate the Lord this morning. There is a boss of Sister Moline who is here. Uh, if she, they can just raise their hands. And we, 
Was it a false alarm? Oh, maybe they are still coming. I'm told that they may be on the way. Amen. God bless you richly. Shall we? My wife is not here. She's in Limpopo. They've got a, a death case in the family. So she's attending to that. Amen. Shall we turn our scriptures to the book of John 1? Verse 44. Now, Philip was of Bethesda. The city of Andrew and Peter. Philip findeth Nathaniel and saith unto him, We have found him, whom Moses in the law and the prophets did write. Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And Nathanael said unto him, Can there, can there anything good, good, can there any good thing come out of Nazareth? Philip saith unto him, Come and see. And Jesus saw Nathanael coming to him, and saith of him, "Behold, an Israelite in uh, behold an Israelite indeed, in whom is no guile." And Nathanael saith unto him, "Whence knowest thou me?" Jesus answered and said unto him, Before that Philip called thee, when thou wast under the fig tree, I saw thee. Nathaniel answered and said unto him, Rabbi, thou art the Son of God. Thou art the king of Israel. He acknowledged his deity. Amen. Let's bow our heads. Gracious Heavenly Father, this morning we approach your throne of grace. You are an able God. We have tried you and tested you and found you that you are indeed an able God. Many times, dear God, we are caught up between two places. It has always been a characteristic of a believer to be caught up between two places, the going out and the going in. And it is in that time, that liminal moment, where the devil often takes advantage and speak things that shouldn't be spoken. 
But dear God, it is during that time where the faith of a believer gets anchored. Where a believer says, I don't know where I am going. I know where I'm going. I may not see it, but I know where I'm going. By faith, I know where I'm going. Even now, we are caught up in this liminal moment. We came out of the denominations. We are waiting for the rapture. And right in between, that's where the devil would want to cause damage. But this morning, by faith, we can see the lifeboat approaching dear God. We can hear the waters splattering as the lifeboat is soon coming. And we are about to get onto that lifeboat. We're going to get on that lifeboat with all our dear loved ones our children, our husbands, our wives, our parents, they need to be on that lifeboat. I remember when the disciples said to the God of the prison, if you have faith to save yourself, it is enough to save your household. And this morning we have faith, it has saved us. But now it is more, more abundant that it should save our loved ones. This morning, we remember our dear elder brother, George Martin. More than 40, more than four decades in the ministry, preaching this message, going around to the world. His life became of such great influence. Many of us as young ministers looked up to him as an old oak tree. He is not well, dear God, but you are the great physician. You can touch him and make him whole. Dear God, no wonder Paul says, when I'm here, it is for your gain. Because to be here is for you to gain, but to be absent here is to be in the Lord. And dear God, I remember our dear brother, Roby Stander, he used to be here, dear God, has gone to be with the Lord. A man that was diligent, a man that had an excellent track record, a man that loved this message. This morning, we want to remember Sister Connie, who has lost a husband. Strengthen her, dear God, and strengthen the children, dear God. And I know one day they will be reunited. And this morning, as I'm reporting for duty, help me to deliver this message with the agency that is required. That when we leave this place, everyone must have an introspection. Where do I stand with the Lord? Where will I spend eternity? Dear God, a church of the living God is where we come for a preparation. These men and women are engaged on battle of different sorts. But you know every battle. And you know every need in the building. May you meet them at their point of need. The devil, I've got a message for you. You're a liar. You were defeated 2,000 years ago. And you will still be defeated today. And there is no man and woman that you can get hold of. And this morning through this prayer, 
we are losing your grip on every life that is here and even lives that may not be here, but we are losing your grip. And Lord, may you bless the reading of the weight as we commit everything to you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. God bless you. It's good to see Sister Maseko as well. She wasn't well, but by God's grace as well, we appreciate you have you back in church. Amen. Amen. How many believe prayer still works? Amen. That's in the stick still. The still stick still works. Amen. So we appreciate you, the Lord. Now, let us come to this scripture. I want to speak on the spiritual tricking system. The spiritual tricking system. And I've got the regards from Brother Gideon Retief and Sister Kathy. They said I must pass their regards to you. Amen. Amen. Sister Kathy, the wife to Brother Gideon, is Brother Philip Andres' sister. Amen. Amen. So we appreciate the Lord. Now, I'm going to read a quotation that I've read. For some reason, I keep on reading this and revisiting this quotation. I, I don't get tired. Amen. I think it was during the prayer meeting, Sister Mpanyan said she will never get tired for singing. He's never late. Amen. Amen. Even me, I will never be tired to read this quotation. Amen. Amen. Bring this quotation, Why Christ Speak, because it is the basis of our sermon this morning. Why cry, speak, three zero. The prophet says, Moses was born in this world, a gifted boy. He was born to be a prophet, a deliverer. He didn't become a deliverer. He was born a deliverer. He, He didn't become a prophet. He was born a prophet. He was born with the equipment bond in him. As every man that come, comes into the world is born with this equipment. As I firmly believe in the foreknowledge and predestination of God. Amen. So Brother Bim says every man and woman is born with? Are you here this morning? Every man and woman is born with? Mm. an equipment or a device, amen, in him. In every man and woman, there is an equipment, amen. Now, I said I want to speak on the spiritual tracking system. Now, maybe let's go back to that scripture so that we paint a picture here. In John 4, from verse 1, let's just check how this equipment works. When therefore the Lord, you're going to have to read with me. When therefore the Lord knew how the Pharisees had that Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John.
Though Jesus himself baptized not but his disciples. He left Judea and departed again into Galilee. And he must needs go through Samaria. Now, let's carry on. Then cometh he to a city of Samaria. Which is called Sychar, near to the parcel of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now, Sychar it means a place of falsehood. It means a place of deception. It means a place. It means a filthy place. The Samaritans called it Samaria. But the Jews called it Sychar to reflect their disdain or how they despised the place. Are you with me? Whenever they went on this journey that Jesus took, they would go and take a longer road just to avoid this place because they deemed it to be a filthy place. But when the Lord was here, the Bible says he, he must needs go through Samaria. Uh, maybe it's to paint a picture of Samaria. Samaria was like Hilbro. Or it was a, maybe a mixture of Hilbro and Maravastat. Uh, for my Zimbabwean friends, it was like Mbari. <laughs> Amen. It was more like Mbari and Gweru combined. Now, so everyone that deemed, if you were, if you were to tell a Jew that you were in Saika, they were going to doubt your testimony. That brother, what were you doing in Saika? That's why, are you with me, brethren? But to the very place that was deemed to be filthy is the very place that the Lord would go. The Lord would go to places that you never thought he would go to. Amen. Places that you call place of filth. The Lord will find a lost soul there. Amen. The reason he had to go through Samaria, that means the spiritual tricking system was flickering. That there is a seat in Samaria. The reputation of the place could not, you know, when you install a tracker, there are cheap tracker, trackers. If you put them uh, and they take your car into the basement, then it, uh, it disappears. But uh, an advanced tracking system, even if you take the car into the basement, it still can be traceable. Are you with me this morning? Yeah. Now, even this spiritual tracking device that God installed in you before the foundation of the world, even if you were in the mud of sin, it were, you were still traceable. Hallelujah. Even if you were immersed in traditions, you were still traceable. And that's why today we want to speak about its traceability. How God traced you. Are you with me this morning? Now, brother, let's go back to John 1. Amen. 
from verse, uh, where do we start? Okay, from verse 35, John 1, verse 35, let's read it together. Again, the next day after John stood and two of his disciples, let's read it together. Looking upon Jesus as he walked, and he saith, Behold the Lamb of God. And the two disciples heard him speak. And they followed Jesus. Jesus. Then Jesus turned. And so they they, them following. And saith unto them. What seek ye? They said unto him. Rabbi. Which is to say being interpreted master. Where dwellest thou? So these people are following him, and Jesus said, where are you going? They say, Master, where, where do you stay? There was something pulling them. Are, are you with me? Let's carry on. Verse 14. And one of the two which heard John speak, and followed him, was Andrew, Andrew. Simon Peter's brother. brother. He first findeth his own brother Simon Simon. and saith unto him, him, We have found the Messiah, Messiah. which is being interpreted the Christ. Christ. So now, so now they are finding one another. So you may, maybe may not understand or maybe appreciate the gravity of this statement. When a Jew says we have found the Messiah, it means we have found God in flesh. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Stay with me. Verse two, and he brought him to Jesus. And when Jesus beheld him, he said, Thou art Simon, the son of Jonah. Thou shalt be called Cephas, which is by interpretation a stone. The day following, Jesus would go forth into Galilee. And findeth Philip, and saith unto him, Follow me. Now Philip was of Bethesda, the city of Andrew and Peter. I want you to ask yourself a question that when Jesus, when John said, Behold the Lamb of God, and the two disciples followed Jesus, what happened to the rest of the people? The next thing that I want you to look at is that why when he found Simon, who was Simon with and why was it only Simon that was found? I want you to follow up and say when he found Philip and who was Philip with 
And why was it only Philip that was found? And when Philip found Nathaniel and said, we have found him, I can, I can even imagine the chuckle, how he chuckled on the face and just say, we have found him. And uh, Nathaniel must have been skeptical and say, is there anything good that can come out of Nazareth? But look at Philip, he says to Nathaniel, come and see. What was happening is because he understood that him coming there, there must be a magnet in Nathaniel. And as soon as Nathaniel sees Jesus, there's going to be a pool. Are you with me? These people is because all of them, they had an equipment in them. Nathaniel had an equipment, Philip had an equipment, Simon had an equipment, Andrew had an equipment, but the others did not have an equipment. Even you, when God found you, he found you with your friends, but you followed him. And why did the rest of your family and friends never follow him? They did not have the equipment. The Samaritan woman was able to attract him because she had an equipment. Are you still with me? Let's come here so that I just show something as we move along. In the message, The Calling of Abraham, paragraph 55, there's too much text there, you'll bear with me. He says, how, did you, how do you do, lady? He speaks to the woman on the platform. You speak English. Oh, he's asking, how do you do, lady? You speak English? Oh, very well. I'm a stranger to you. You do not know me. I do not know you. You got your baby. That's what you are interested in, in the baby. If Jesus will let me know something, what you are here for, will you believe him with all your heart? Sister, your baby is very sick. They really don't know what's the matter with it because it's got trouble in the neck. <coughs> Hallelujah. It's got what? It's got trouble in the neck. Let's carry on. It's a land trouble swelling. That is right. You were to take that baby to the doctor, the hospital. It was about yesterday. But you are holding off. That's a very good faith for a sinner. Now, listen to this. You used to be a Catholic. Hallelujah. Amen. Wasn't you? You quit the Catholic church. Then you started going to a Pentecostal church. But you didn't join it. And you have been back, you have been being back to that church for about a year. You don't know what to do. This come upon your baby that you might save the Lord. Yes. Now go and be born again of his spirit. I will bless the baby. Yes. I want to ask you a question. William Brenham did not know this woman. And this woman did not know William Brenham. Are you here this morning? Yes. However, but there is somebody that knew that this woman used to be a Catholic. 
There is somebody that saw this woman go into a Pentecostal church for a year and knew she never joined the church and has never been to that church for over a year. My question is, who was tracing this woman? Who was watching the movements of this woman? Now he says, your baby is sick. But later on, towards the end, he says, this has come upon the baby. As he's speaking to this woman, I believe the sickness left the baby. Because he never prayed for the baby. He said, I will bless the baby. Now, she might have looked at the sick woman, the sick baby, and said, my baby is sick. I'm troubled. But little did she know that God allowed the condition of that baby to be that way so that God's spiritual tracking system can begin to be activated. Uh, Hallelujah. Look, the prophet said, this has come upon the baby so that you might serve the Lord and go and be born again of his spirit. Now, it looked like the baby was sick in the natural, but God was locating the soul of the mother. I believe this woman had an equipment in her. I believe this woman had a device in her. That's why she could be found, and that's why she could be traceable. Can somebody say, praise be to God? Maybe if you can just switch this fan, it's way too much for me. Let's come here on the diagram. This is the diagram. The dots represent, to don't look, you don't need to find the clarity. There's no shape, it's just the dot. Now, these dots, it could be a million dots on the screen. But there is one dot that is different from the rest of them. Do you see it? What color is that dot? Red. That dot represents you within a population. I say that dot represents you within a population. Now, the gospel had to find you within a population. Other dots are your friends, your relatives, your colleagues, your neighbors, in their thousands. But there is one that is different. And there is one that must be found. Hallelujah. All the black dots, they don't have an equipment. It's just human beings. But the red one has got an equipment. Now God has got to find you in your generation. How is he going to find you among so many people? Those people have influenced you. Some have raised you. Some have taught you. Some have shaped your thinking. But he's got to find you. Are you still with me? How is he going to find you within this population? In the beginning was the weight. The weight was with God. And the weight was God. And the weight became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory. Hallelujah. So that means if there is a red dot 
God must release another red dot from eternity to bring it there with the message. And that dot will declare the message. And everybody will hear that message and some will walk past it. But you, because you are a red dot, you've got a device. You hear a statement that is being said by a minister of the gospel, but somewhat your mind keeps on lingering on that statement. What did he mean when he said that? It's not your intelligence. It's because you are, the device within you is being activated. Are you still with me here, folks? I mean, when you look at this picture in this way, then you deem it a grand privilege why you are a believer. And if you look at this picture, you will never have pride and say, I'm a better person. Maybe I knew better. I came from a better family. It has nothing to do with your family. It is God's sovereign grace. Hallelujah. Others will hear the same weight, but they will not respond. But you hear the same weight, you respond. What makes you to respond is because within you, there is a device. This is going to make you uh, really have some goosebumps. You were not found by Pastor Mariba. You were not found by William Brenham. You were found by God. I'll repeat that. You were not, if you were found by Pastor Mariba, you're going to have problems. If you were found by William Brenham, you're going to have problems. But if you were found by God, God will never let you go. Let me explain how this device works. They install, maybe, I don't know how many of you have picked up that you are being traced 24 hours. You, you think that you put on your navigator, I'm going to Sentin, and then you punch it there, I need to go to Sentin, and that woman says it will take you half an hour, one hour, 30 minutes to go to Sentin, and you accept it, you drive all the way on the N12. What you have punched there is data. And they are able to download that data and know how many people drive on the N12 between this time and that time. That's how they decide where to put a billboard. But that device, what is happening is that, and I hope you have seen it. Have you seen if you go on Google and maybe you type, maybe you are looking for a type away, all of a sudden when you go to internet, it's the adverts of type away. And that is, where, that is where I think there was a lawsuit in the United States against Facebook because a woman posted on the pictures that she was pregnant, then she had miscarriage, and Facebook kept on sending adverts of pregnancy, of, of clothes and of kids, and they said she was traumatized and she took Facebook to court to say they, if they knew that she was pregnant and they were sending adverts that, that related to pregnancy, they should have known that she's no longer posting anything about pregnancy. They call it algorithm. Are you with me? You are being, what you eat, where you go, you are being tracked. Your phone, your phone, your phone. That's why when people said, the, the vaccine is going to make people to trace them. I said, but you already have a smartphone. They're already tracing you. Are, are you with me? Now, your device, every smart gadget has got that navigation capability. So what is happening is that there is a satellite in the space 
that is orbiting, orbiting around the earth. There's run about, I'm told there's run about 27 of them and only two, 24 of them are functional. The other three are there's just there as a spare. So what is happening is that you, you, you look for the information and as you punch it on your smartphone, that information goes into space and connects with a satellite. And a satellite takes that information and maybe uh, interpret it and send you back the signal based on the information that you gave it. Are you, are you with me? Amen. But it cannot send you until you switch on on your phone, location on. Because the satellite must be able to locate your gadget. So it's not just a gadget here on earth. There must be something in space that is connected with the gadget in space. And even you, the device that is in you, is connected with something up there. And if the satellite can know where you are, how long you travel, and how many, how many kilometers you travel, and how much speed you are traveling, even God knows where you have been. God knows where we were last night. God knows where we were last week. God knows where we were last year. And God knows what we spoke, whatever, wherever we may be, God knows everything. Because you as a human being, if scientists can track you, God is tracking you. You're going to enjoy this as we move along. Come to this quotation, glorify Jesus. Paragraph 49. He says, Say, here is a line. And in here, just, you'll come back to the diagram. Let's just bring the quotation. I'll go back to the diagram. And here is a line like this. And in here, there's all the mortals. So on that line, all the mortals are there. On this side and on the other side, men are influenced by one side. This other side comes from God, and this other side comes from the devil. So this morning, there is no one that is neutral. You are either influenced by God or you are influenced by the devil. There is no in-between. Then it says, now let's take it a great conglomeration of blackness and gaiety and march and sin and divisiveness of this world. Every once in a while, you will see a little white spot. That's a Christian. So you've got this conglomeration of darkness but within that darkness, from time to time, you just see a white dot. Brother Brown say, that's a Christian. Brighten the corner where you are. I say, brighten the corner where you are. Like a light. Now, those that are in darkness are influenced from beneath. And those that are lights are influenced from above. Now, when you leave either one of these channels, then you go into the realm of the spirit. And this is the mortal realm, the dimensions 
where we live in. So this morning, where we are, it's a mortal realm. But within this mortal realm, beneath that, there is a demonic realm. And above that, there is an angelic realm. And while we are here, we are either being influenced by the above or we are being influenced by the under. Are you still with me? But on this surface, there is a conglomeration of darkness. But from time to time, there will be a flicker of light. That's a Christian. Go back to that judge, my brother. Previous one. So there will be, the, maybe the, the, the white background just make it darkness. So there will be darkness. And the red door to just make it white in your mind. That will be a Christian. So that means, as we are living here, we must never be sucked into the influence of the world. I say we must not succumb to the influence of the world. We must remain a flicker of light wherever we go. When you are within your family, you are the only hope that your family has. And actually, you are the closest thing, the closest thing to heaven. It's you in your family. And if you, if you sleep, many people are going to be affected by your decision. Some of you, you may not know, 10 years from now, 15 years from now, 20 years from now, your relatives are going to come into faith based on how you lived it today. Are you still with me? I hope we are together. So coming through this message, say, we would see Jesus. Paragraph 82. Now it says, now remember, if you were ever was in God's thinking, if you were ever was in God's thinking, you will always be there. <laughs> Folks, <laughs> you know the other time they hijacked a bakery truck that had a tracker, and these thieves are very clever. They immediately went where the tracker was and took out the tracker and put it into the trash bin. Now, the trekking company was looking and was telling the people that were close to the scene that look around, the, the truck is there next to this street, and they kept on looking. They couldn't find anything until later they realized it's actually been tracked, but it's now in the trash bin. This tracker that God has installed in you, the devil can never put it in a trash bin. That, you know that when you go and install the tracker, they actually don't allow you to come in. You don't even know where your gadget is. Unless maybe you are technically inclined. They just tell you, bring it at the back and you are in the front because they know, if you know where it is and the thieves hijack you, you're going to tell them where they are. Where it is, isn't so? So you don't know where it is. Even this tracking device in you, the devil doesn't know where it is. And if the devil does not know where it is, he cannot take it out. So, Remember, if you were, you were ever was in God's thinking, you will always be there. This makes me feel good that you are believing in God has got nothing to do with the time space. You were in God's mind before the foundation of the world. You were in God's mind before even there were churches. You were in God's mind even before there was your family name. 
You were in God's mind before there was even your country. You were in God's mind before there was anybody and anything upon the face of the earth. And if you were there, you will always be in God's mind. What does it mean? The devil can never erase you from God's mind. Folks, this this must give you some goosebumps. It doesn't matter the difficulties of the journey. It doesn't matter how, what you're going through. There are some things that can never change. The devil can never erase you from God's mind. You were there before the foundation of the world, and you remain there eternally. And no one can talk you out of the mind of God. Remember, if ever, if you ever was in God's thinking, you'll always be there. You've got eternal life. You are the expression or the attribute of his thought for this age. If we want to know what God thought of this age, we must watch you. We must watch your life. Because your life reveals God's mystery about this age. Actually, your life is telling this generation how God must be saved. Are you still with me? I hope we are together. Let's come here. In the message, there are three quotations, brother, on the screen. And they are interlinked. In the message, the choosing of a bride, paragraph 176. Bear with me. Choosing of a bride. Paragraph 176. The prophet says, Christ does vindicate his weight, which attracts the people. Christ does what? And then it attracts then what attracts the people is the vindicated weight. So, in every age, God will send a revealed weight for that age. And God will vindicate that revealed weight of that age. And as soon as it gets vindicated, it attracts the people. Are you with me? Amen. Then, same Line of thought, in thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemy, paragraph 86. He says, the word of God always attracts that spiritual mind because it is the mind of Christ in you that knows that the word is true. Are you with me? And as I'm going through this, I want to ask you a question. What attracted you to the message? I'll ask the question one more time. What did you find attractive about the message? If it is not the vindicated weight, you are in for some difficulties. If you are attracted to the message, maybe because, folks, the devil can destroy a marriage. Hallelujah. And if you are attracted to the message because of the marriage, what happens when your marriage is on the rocks? If you are attracted to the message because maybe God will heal you, what happens if he doesn't heal you? If you are attracted to the message because of fellowship, what happens when the people that you fellowship with turn their backs on you? If you are attracted to the message because of 
I don't know, whatever it may be, what happens if that thing changes? There is one thing that will never change, it's God's weight. And if you are attracted to the message by God's weight, that means your attraction will never dwindle. Are you still with me? Let's carry on. While then, then check the sequence. Christ vindicates his weight, it attracts the people. Then the word of God always attracts the spiritual mind because it is the mind of Christ in you. Then thirdly, once that weight has been vindicated and once that weight has attracted you, then the true bride of Christ attracts the attention of God by keeping his weight. So there, there must be an attraction between you and God. But what attracts you to God is his weight. And what attracts God to you is you keeping the weight. Folks, not a church ritual, not a church program. The weight of God is what attracts God to a believer. Are you still with me? Rituals don't attract God, but the weight will attract God. Are you still with me? Let's take it further. The message one in a million. Paragraph 53. The prophet says, now, this great thing takes place. There is one egg waiting for one gem out of that million. You know that for you to be here this morning and for you to be born, you outrun your brothers and sisters. Millions of them. And there is one, there, there is no one can tell which gem that is. Which ache that is. If you would watch the natural birth, it's more of a mystery than the virgin birth. <laughs> Brother, are you here this morning? The, your natural birth, how you came, is more mysterious than how Jesus came. How Jesus came, God spoke the word, Mary received it, and boo. In the womb of Jesus, life formed. In the, in the womb of Mary, life formed. But with you, we go back to your great-grandfather. And we trace you back in the loins of your great-grandfather. And God protected your great-grandfather when you were still in his loins. Then you moved from your great-grandfather to another great-grandfather. And there were wars. And there were sicknesses. But God protected your great-grandfather. Because he could never die. Other grandfathers died, but yours could not die. Because in him, you were there. And as long as you were not expressed into the next generation, that generation had to be preserved. Then it moved from your great-grandfather until it came to your father. How many peers of your father died? But your father was saved because you were in his loins until you were expelled. So it becomes mysterious because God had to trace your seed from generation to generation and protect it. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah. What saved your grandfather is because you were in him. Amen. He could have been sick, but as long as you were not born, God had to protect him. Amen. It was a natural system of God tracing a seed 
throughout the generation. Then this morning you want to tell me after God traced you for so many years, he can disown you. I beg to differ. I say, I beg to differ. Actually, you must tell the table, my natural birth is a miracle. Me being here on earth, it's a miracle. And if it is a miracle, how much more spiritually? I hope we are together. Let's come here. In the message, Lord, show us the Father. Paragraph 85. He says in this message, what you have to do with the tree, you take the tree and you plant it in the ground, then you have water. Then you have to water it. And as you water it, it doesn't do nothing but the tree will drink, drink, drink. It has to drink more than its potion. And the more it drinks, the bigger it swells. It just pushes up limbs. Then it pushes out leaves. Then it pushes out blossoms. Then it pushes out apples. Is that right? Amen. That's the way a Christian is. We are planted together in Christ Jesus, who is the inexhaustible fountain of life. We are planted in Christ, and we just drink, drink, and drink, and push out. And everything we have need of for the earthly journey, divine healing, the power of God, and all these other things, is in every individual here that's received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. For you are planted in Christ. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost baptism, yes, sir. Everything you have need of for this life's journey, even rapture is right in you now. Come on, church. Are you here? Everything that you're going to need on this life's journey is not outside. Everything that is needed on this life's journey is within you. Are you still with me? In you there is the power of God. In you there is the baptism of the Holy Ghost. In you there is a divine healing. In you there is deliverance. In you there is the rapture. In you there is the resurrection. Whatever you need on life's journey, it's already in you. Are you still with me? You were born, for a lack of a better word, with a soft way. That's why when you get into difficulty, don't look outside. Look from within. Because victory is already within. Oh, this makes me feel good. I say victory is already within. Deliverance is already within. You were born with an equipment. And that equipment is the very one that will deliver you. Hallelujah. The world may look at you and say you are nobody, but you are somebody. The world may look at you and despise you, but within you, on the inside of the inside, there is a divine device of God. Oh, maybe you don't understand. When Lucifer fell from heaven and he was kicked out of heaven, God never followed Lucifer. But when a son of God, 
When the Son of God, when the angels fell, God never followed them. But when a Son of God fell from grace, the God of heaven who is holy, he went all the way down into the mud of sin. Why? Because the Son of God was born with an equipment. Ah, brother, God can never disown you. You were in sin, but God followed you. Hallelujah. You were broken, but God followed you. At no point in time will God ever disown you. This one, I want the devil to hear me and hear me very well. There will never be a time where the almighty God disowns a believer. I don't care what you go through. I don't care how far you can go. But there is a spiritual tracking system. It will say, that is my son. That is my son in trouble. That is my son in sickness. And God will come down. And he will deliver you. Hallelujah. Are you here this morning? Are you here this morning? God will bankrupt the heavens. Brother Freddy, before he allows you to face. I said God will bankrupt the heavens before he allows any believer to face. I said, devil, bring it on. I don't care what you bring my way, but there is in me there is an equipment. In me there is a device installed by the almighty God before the foundation of the world. It doesn't matter where I go through, that equipment is there. Hallelujah. I'm here this morning. Here's my question. Who found you? Where were you? Because sometimes we really forget. And we think we were born message believers. Where were you before the message found you? How was your life before the message found you? A mess. I say a mess. You were in a church mess. You were in a family mess. You were in a personal mess. You were just a mess. But God, in that mess, hallelujah, brother, there are certain things that you have done. You are even afraid to think them. And when God reminds you, you say, oh Lord, no, don't remind me. This is too shameful. But in that shamefulness, he had to go by the way of Samaria. And this morning I say, he had to go by the way of Whitbank. He had to go by the way of Zimbabwe. He had to go by the way of Congo. Hallelujah. And this morning we can tell the devil, we have been found. Not by a church, not by a pastor, not by the prophet, the almighty God. I said the almighty God. Oh, come on, believer. Remember where you were. Some of you, they smeared blood on your face. You were stinking with muti. And the muti had to be renewed yearly. Hallelujah. But in that moment, 
God overlooked everything. Because why? On God's radar screen, there was something that was flickering. And he went to school, but the light was flickering. Hallelujah. Until one day God said, it's time that we must find them. And as many as were foreordained to eternal life, believed. As many as were foreordained to eternal life, believed. Oh, brethren, in the message of the hour today, I have no man that I can say, the reason I'm in the message was is because of Baba so and so. Never! It was, there is no man involved. It was God. He may have used the man, but it was God. Amen. I hope we are together. Amen. Let's come to this. You know, go and read the message. Things that are to be. The prophet says, God made the mountains because he knew some of us we love hiking. He created the valleys. He created the beach side. Some love the seaside. And if God could be meticulous before you were born and provided things in the natural to meet your natural needs. <laughs> I mean, the food that you are eating, who discovered them? Hmm? And you know that uh, I was in Trinidad and I missed home because I missed the food. And there is, there is a way that a South African steak is. You, you can't find it. Even England doesn't have it. How many Zimbabweans do you know that they used to order steak from Zimbabwe straight to England? Eh? I don't know whether they're still doing it because the steak in England it tastes nothing like the steak in Zimbabwe. So, because my body comes from this way, it identifies with the food of this way. I can be there, but ultimately, Papa Saza. Because something, the soil is leaning for Saza. Are you with me? Let's come to this. In the message, what is that in thy hand? Paragraph 46. The prophet, listen to this. The prophet says, we have no need or lack of anything. We have no need or lack of anything. God has provided everything that we have need of in this journey. It's provided for us right today. Whenever a man is born again of the Spirit of God, the Lord gives him a checkbook. Every man that is born by the Spirit of God as soon as you are born of the Spirit of God, God gives you a checkbook. Amen. And it depends what you write on the checkbook. Amen. Folks, sometimes people think that on the checkbook that God has given you, you write money. Sometimes it's not money. 
Sometimes just say healthy body for much longer. Hallelujah. Because the devil will always point at the things that you don't have to make you not appreciate what you already have. Are you still with me? This morning I've got a lot to praise God for. I can see. I can talk. I can smell. I can hear. I can raise my hands and glorify God. So, so you, you, you must count your blessings one by one. I know when you come and say, I don't have this, I don't have that. Forget about that. For you to develop a sense of gratitude, begin with what you have. I mean, Brother Trudy, just imagine. And we thank God that we interrupted that. Or maybe, let me not give example with you, lest your wife gets shocked. There is a brother. And this brother had a stroke. And he was paralyzed on one side. All the way from here, all the way ways down. He couldn't lift up his hand. He said, at that moment, I remember in church, how they will say, can we raise our hands to worship God? He says, right there, say, Lord, if you restore me and restore my, my, my sight, whenever there is a song that is being sung, there is no demon that will stop me from raising my hand. What happened? In that moment, he began to appreciate small things. And this morning I say, what are you taking for granted in your life? Here is the prophet messenger. He said, we lack nothing. Amen. And I'm here to say, we lack nothing. Amen. God has prophet. Maybe somebody said, my brother, Mary, I don't have a car. Why do you mean we feel like something? God will provide your needs according to the stages of your journey. Amen. You don't have it because God doesn't see the need now. But when God sees the need, when God approves the need, ah, brother, no one can stop you. Even your, even your unbelief cannot stop God. If God says, at such and such time, this woman and this man shall receive it. It doesn't matter whether you believe it or not. It shall be so. When a man is born again of the Spirit of God, the Lord gives him a checkbook. I like to visit this checkbook. Every time I sit with ministers and we have a fellowship, I'm always moved. But when they give testimonies of what God has done in their lives against all odds, I spent a time with a brother. He was a fugitive. This brother, he used to be the military. He was the most wanted man in Trinidad. In newspapers, they were looking for him. It was run about in the 60s, 1966, 1967. He was regarded as the most dangerous man. He showed me a bank that he robbed where he took over 200,000 US dollars in the 60s. How much was that? They say it was the, it was the biggest heist 
in the history of Trinidad. But look at him. Sometimes they are out in the bush and soldiers come and something in him tells him, you just need to move. And he moves. Maybe he, he's thinking that, let me go and drink water. He as soon as he moves, the soldiers ambush them and kill them. It's not what he says. It's there when you Google it. It's there in the newspaper clips. I want you to follow. One day he goes somewhere where it's going to be their hideout. As he's going to that house, he said, all of a sudden, something said, he must not go into that house. He must go in a different house. The next day, he hears that in that house, the soldiers came and killed all of them. Until they located him. Before they located him, after they killed most of their people, they said that they wanted to humble the government. And they went and interrupted, I think they interrupted the power supply of the country. Just to show the government that we are not scared. Ultimately, they found him. And they arrested him. And he had run about 22 charges over his head. He was thrown into prison. When he was in prison, a man comes and he gives him a spoken word, how can I overcome? He looks at the spoken word, he doesn't think much of it. Three o'clock in the morning, he hears a voice, Terence, Terence, he jumps on the bed and he looks through the window. He thought it's a prison water calling him. He looks, he doesn't find anyone. Then he goes, he says, but because my sleep is interrupted, let me read to the book. Then Brother Brenham says, the lily is a city that goes into the ground. It is covered by mud. But there is a sun that, that shines upon that lily. And it keeps on pushing. And it pushes the soil. And it says later on, it becomes Reverend Lily. This brother in prison, he watches that. From the spoken word, God saves him. Now he's a pastor of the second biggest church in Trinidad. Of the message. His life story is being read by students in school. His cases are being handled by the lawyers in terms of the case laws. But as he's standing here, he's got nothing in his name against him as far as the legal system is concerned. God obliterated everything. Are you here, folks? Here is my question. When he was in varsity and he dropped out of varsity, who tracked him? God was tracking him. When he became part of the people that were protesting and that were against the government, God was watching him. When the military destroyed his friends, God was watching him. And there is a sister that was part of, the, of them during that time. She's an elderly sister in the same church. I like how one pastor was telling me, he says, you know, the other time I was lost in town and I phoned Brother Terence, he's this other pastor. And I say, I'm looking for that shop. And he says, no, it is opposite to the bank that I once robbed. 
Hallelujah. Who tricked the robber? Hallelujah. I mean, they could have taken him out. I'm bringing it to your doorstep. You as well, you've got your own story of where you were and the odds that were against you. And you know, you know this morning what could have destroyed you. Ah, don't look at me like you don't know. You know what could have destroyed you. And my question this morning, who saved you? Who helped you to navigate those terrains? It was God's spiritual navigation system. And today you are here. It says, whenever a man is born again of the Spirit of God, the Lord gives him checkbook. Two enough to do him through his journey. Every bottom of the check for any redemptive blessing is signed. Jesus' name. Just fill it out and send it in. And see if he won't honor it. Just send it. The deposit. It's already in there. It was deposited at Calvary. For he was wounded for our transgressions. Bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes... Not we are. We are? Folks, it's a past tense. Because everything that you need for the journey is already in you. Are you with me? Let's come to this message, faith, power of eight. Then the prophet says, you know, you know that something happened to you as a Christian. Do you know that? Do you know that? You used to write down here in the mark, with all the mark and sin and drinking and gambling and things of the world. Well, as soon as you believe that Christ forgave your sins, you raised up above the stuff. Now you are riding up here above all of it. Why? Because that you believe that you are a Christian. Then when you accepted Christ, the Holy Spirit came to you. Then you have faith in the Holy Spirit that gives you power to ride above that kind of a life of sin. Now, the only thing you have to do is to ride higher into healing. Just have more faith and just keep pushing out, and there you are. Now, then you are sick, and you are not a Christian. Become a Christian right now. So that that healing power will come in you by becoming a Christian. And that will give you faith to ride above sin. It will give you faith. And everything that you have need of in this journey is right in you. When? When? Oh, no. 
And the only thing you have to do is have faith in God. That pushes the good things, that pushes the good things out of you, which is in you by the Holy Ghost. So sometimes when God takes you through trial, he wants to squeeze you like an orange so that the juice that is in your life can flow out. There's some good stuff in you, but sometimes because of spiritual laziness, you forget, and God brings you through a squeeze. And as he's squeezing you, the good things come out of you. May the trial never make you be bitter. May the trials make you to be sweeter. Modern events made clear by prophecy, 323. He says in this message, if there's any in here tonight, Lord, is in prayer. If there is any in here tonight, Lord, that's holding in their heart that grain, that gene of God that's ordained to life from the foundation of the world. I know, Lord, they are bound to hear this hour. So I pray, God, that you will fill their soul and illuminate them with a fresh baptism of the Holy Ghost and send them on their road rejoicing and happy. So there are people even in this building this morning, they've got a grain, a gene of God in them that was ordained to life from the foundation of the world. So you're not just a bunch of meat, but within you there is a gene of God. Hallelujah. Leadership 121. It says, You are here because your name were placed on the Lamb's book of life before there was even a foundation of the world. This morning, why are you in church? What attracted you to church? What attracted you to the weight? What attracted you to the gospel? Is because your name was placed on the Lamb's book of life before the foundation of the world. And uh, Brother Bram said, even God cannot take your name out of that book. Folks, let me tell you something. If God saves you, he will never lose you. When God saves you, he saves you eternally. You know, I was watching somewhere where Brother Brenham, after his dog was killed, Fritz, after it was killed, Brother Brenham goes there, it was killed by somebody. And Brother Brenham was not a believer that time. He said, oh, Fritz, you have been my good companion. He says, you have clothed me. I don't know how Fritz clothed Brother Brenham. He said, you have clothed me. You have been loyal to me. They killed you. I'm going to go and kill the man that killed you. But it says later when I met that man, I led him to Christ. And when he was narrating that story, he said, I've been beyond the curtain of time. Guess who I found there? I found my dog there. Fritz, the prophet's dog made it to heaven. And you want to tell me this morning, you cannot make it to heaven. I beg to differ. If a horse made it, if a dog make it, my children are going to make it. Yeah. Folks, we must learn to speak like Moses when he spoke to Pharaoh. Let my people go. Oh, let the men only go. He says, not only the men. We are taking our wives. We are taking our children. We are taking our animals. And here we are in the end time. We said to the Pharaoh of the time, let my people go. You've got a dog. It's coming. We're not leaving it behind. All that you ever loved. 
And all that ever loved you is here with you. Heaven will never be complete without our families. And they are obligated to go. And God will find them. You are here because your name were placed on the Lamb's book of life before there was even a foundation of the world. Some people, and there are some songs, musicians, you had much better check the lyrics of the song. There's a song that says, when I went to church, God took his pen and wrote my name in his book. It's a wrong song. God didn't write your name today. He wrote your name before the foundation of the world. And he put it in that book and even God himself cannot take it out. And the reason you are coming into faith is because your name is in that book. Hallelujah. And the gospel is the calling out of your names. He says that's exactly right. You are a gene, a spiritual gene out of your heavenly father, a part of God's weight. That's why when, when you fell, God had to follow you because you are a part of God. Everything that happens to you affects God. When you are unhappy, it affects God. When you are sick, it affects God. Because you and God are one. And it is in God's interest to make sure you are happy. It's in God's interest to make sure you overcome. Hope we are together. Invisible union of the bride. Paragraph 59. And any son is the attribute of his father. And just as you were in the genes of your father, in the body of your father when he was a young boy, you were in him. Yet he could not, he could not have fellowship with you because he didn't know you. But then through the bedding grounds of a mother, you were brought forth into the earth and become in the image of your father. Then he could fellowship with you. That's why even your natural birth was predestinated. God knew when your father was going to meet your mother. That's why at no point in time, even your body structure was predestinated. That's why there should never be any feature of your body that makes you feel ashamed. Are you with me? Your pigmentation should never compromise your confidence. God loves you being black. And if you are light-skinned, blessed be the name of the Lord. God loves you light-skinned because it's a God of variety. What breeds unhappiness today is because somebody wants to be like somebody. I don't want to be like anybody else. I'm content with who I am. I'm content how I am because that's how God saw me. Are you here, sisters? You are enough as you are. Invisible, you know, paragraph 60, he carries on. So were you sons and daughters of God? Before there was a moon, stars, or molecule, you were sons and daughters of God. You were not sons and daughters of God because God sent the message. The message was sent to call you out because you were already a son and a daughter of God. You don't become a son of God. You have always been a son of God. And sin could not change that. Once a son, always once a daughter, always. Amen. Even when you were there in the mud of sin, you were still a son of God. Amen. You were still a daughter of God. That's why you could be redeemable. Amen. 
You are sons and daughters of God, for you are the only physical manifestation of the attributes that was in God at the beginning. Uh, this this will, will help you on so many things. If you know you were in God's mind and how you were, God knew you exactly in that way in his mind. There is nothing that happens in time that is going to change your perception of yourself. Are you with me? Somebody cannot use your nationality against you. Until you begin to doubt yourself, you know, never. Never. Are you with me? In God's mind, there was no border. Borders are here. And in God's mind, and this is where the devil sometimes, you know, the devil is very cunning and I, I hate how he operates. The devil likes, likes divisions. And he can explore it in any way. That's why in this church we don't have Zimbabweans. No, we've got the children of God. We don't have South Africans. We've got the children of God. And if if you want to elevate your national spirit above in the church environment, you are at a wrong place. Uh, Do you hear me, folks? If you want to elevate your color in church, you are at the wrong place. Black people must feel free that we worship God is a God of a black person. White people must worship God is a God of a white man. Poor people must worship God is a God of poor people. Rich people must worship God is a God of rich people. He's a God of variety. That certain things belong out there in the world and they've got no room in the kingdom of God. And we don't follow the nations. We follow the Holy Ghost. Are you with me, brethren? Doesn't mean out today when there is dudula, then we think there is dudula in church. Nonsense! Here there is the Holy Ghost. Men and women called by God. Doesn't matter what station of life they are at. They are sons and daughters of God. And we embrace one another. Maybe I must say it one more time. This is not a South African church. This is a message of the our church. I had to hit that spirit. I'm not a South African pastor. I'm a spiritual pastor. Are you with me? Now the prophet says, and once you know God had you in his mind, brother, you walk out with your chest out. If you know that I'm the product of the almighty God, brother, nothing will bring you down. But nothing will bring you down. Because you know who you are in God's mind. And you are content with who you are in God's mind. And you are not shaken based on your identity. You are comfortable to know who you are. People get easily shaken. Don't get easily shaken. Says... You were sons and daughters of God. For you are only... I think I've read this. Let's go to 61, my brother. 
And therefore, as sure as your gene had to be in your father before your natural birth, your spiritual gene had to be in God. Because you are an expression of the attributes of his thoughts. When before the foundation of the world. So this morning, I don't know where you come from. I cannot tell you where you come from. But the only thing that can trace where you come from is the weight. Are are you with me? Before we came here into this church, we've got places of our origin spiritually. And it's the only the weight that can trace where you come from. Are you still with me? No way, way around it. That's right. Now, we notice then that life being in you, God's life being in you from the foundation of the world. You don't receive the eternal life. You, all, you have always had eternal life. Because eternal life has got no beginning and has got no end. It was always in you for eternity. Are you still with me? Let me come back to our story. As a rapper, you've heard it many times where a farmer picked up an egg of an eagle and he went and placed it into the chicken banyard and the egg hatched and this fella looked very different from the rest of other fellas in the chicken banyard. And as they were moving, and as they were moving, I mean, the chicken will scratch the surface looking for food. <laughs> Remember, it was a chicken. It was an eagle. Yeah. One brother made me laugh. He said, sometimes we, do, we can even take the conversation further. That one day, the eaglet looked at the chicken and said, but you, I can eat you. <laughs> Hallelujah. And the mother had the conversation that what's going on? One of my, no, no. Because an eagle eats meat. Uh, Hallelujah. But it was a funny looking creature. And one day it is not satisfied about scratching on the surface. It is looking into the sky and it is having a fellowship with chickens and say, look man, why don't you today, can't we spend half of the day in the skies? And the chickens say, what, what language, what gospel is this? It's because although the, the eaglet was never met the eaglet, but the nature of the eagle was in the eaglet. Amen. There was something in the eaglet that had an eaglet uh, device. And Brother Bram say one day, the eagle, mother eagle remembered there was one egg missing. But let me go and look for that other egg. And it says the mother eagle flew across the mountains and across the valleys. And it was making this sound. And Brother Mon calls it a certain sound. But to the chickens, it was uncertain sound. And it came across the banyard. And the little eagle looked up and saw a creator up there. And it says, look, I, I think I can go there. I think I belong there. I recognize the sound. The deep calling to the deep, there had to be the deep to respond to that call. 
Oh, the eagles are set, but I, brethren, I, I, think, I, I think I'm going to go. I'm tired of being in the chicken banyard. And it responded, how can I come? And the mother eagle said, flip your wings. Because everything that you need for the journey, it's already in you. The mother eagle didn't make the eagle to be an eagle. It was an eagle. The mother eagle didn't give the eagle to the nature of the eagle. It was already in it. And it flipped to the wings and flew away. You as well. You are an eaglet. I don't know where you were. I don't know what environment you were in. But the message of Malachi 4 came your way. And something in you moved. It was God activating the device in you. And he said, how can I come? He said, flip your new Old Testament wing and your New Testament wing and come to me. And you flip your wing. Here you are today. Brother Brown said, redemption is only for the elect. Redemption is only for the people that are redeemable. You come to God because God knows you. And doesn't know you today. He knows you from eternity. And nothing can change you. When you are in God's mind, you will always be in God's mind. No circumstance, no condition, no situation will take you out of God's mind. You are there eternally. And God can never disown you because you are part of God. How many athletes that they were traceable? When God looked on the radar screen, he saw some lights flickering. It, it was your names. And he sent you the message to attract you. Brother Brennan, sometimes he's in the factory. I'm closing here. While he's in the factory, he sees this big magnet. And it was coming down, hovering over certain subjects. And all of a sudden, others were jumping to the magnet. And Brother Brennan asked today and said, why other objects are flying to the magnet and others are not flying? He says, those that are flying, they were made of an iron. And those that are not flying, they were made of aluminum. And Brother Brennan said, praise be to God. The man said, what do you mean? He said, that's exactly how the gospel works. The son of God as a great magnet, being the weight, he hovered all over the earth. And the only people that were magnetized to him were the people that were made in the same material. The weight was magnetized to him, but aluminum can never be attracted to him. So the gospel is here to identify who you are before the foundation of the world. God bless you. As we stand to our feet. I am redeemed. How many redeemed saints are in the building? How we redeemed you, brother. Here we are. God bless you, brother Clef. I didn't see you. Good to see you. Amen. Ah, let's let's sing. I am redeemed. I am redeemed. I'm bought with a Jesus has changed my whole life. If Tell them who I am. Tell them I am 
chose me.
Lord God Almighty, once more the voice of Mother Eagle has gone forth. And Almighty God, we want to thank you this afternoon that your little eaglets are looking up to the skies and they are saying, that's where we belong. Here we are, we say amen, amen, amen to the cry of Mother thank Eagle. As we respond to the call of Mother Eagle, mm. we thank you, O Father God, that this day you have remembered us once more. Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus Christ, you have broken bread before our eyes as you did with Clopas and his friend. Father God Almighty, we were walking amongst the denominations. We walked with you, Almighty God, but we did not realize you. Until that time when you broke bread and their eyes were open. It is the same even in this season that we have opened our eyes as you have broken the bread of life. And we realize it is you. You have been speaking unto us, Lord. We want to thank you, Almighty God that even back there, oh dear Heavenly Father, as we were deep down in the denominations, oh Lord Jesus Christ, Father, we still were your children. Though we did not know it, but that tracking device was locating us wherever we were. Almighty God, and it was tracking us down until Lord Jesus Christ, you magnetized us and we opened our eyes unto thee. And here we are this day, we are in here worshipping you, Lord, in truth and in spirit, even as you will. Dear Lord God, we want to thank you. Almighty God, they are true as true as ever. And Heavenly Father, you feed your people. Lord Jesus Christ, we want to pray also, Heavenly Father, remembering our dear pastor, dear Heavenly Father, Brother George Martin. Oh, Heavenly Father, Lord God Almighty, when you went through the shores of Galilee, when you came to every situation, you did not leave it as it was. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, you even commissioned your disciples at the end. You said you will in my name cast out demons even almighty god when you sent your prophet in this age you commissioned them and you said not even cancer will stand before thee and heavenly father here we are as his believers lord we believe in the same commission and we say in the name of jesus christ we call on the seventh dimension to come in between this fourth dimension and our brother oh heavenly father we pray have mercy on us oh dear heavenly father we need you dear heavenly father and we pray even every other situation of ill health that is amongst us, Lord, may you deliver, for you are a deliverer. May you heal, for you are a healer. May you provide, for you are a provider. We thank you this day, Lord God Almighty, for the heavenly bread that has gone forth. May this trekking device continue to go along with us, Lord. May you shepherd us along the week, Lord, that, oh God, as we come back next week, Lord, we will even be better people. Lord, we want to thank you for the message that has gone forth. And we pray, may you restore the virtue that has gone out of our past. We know, dear heavenly 
Heavenly Father, as we are taught of the prophet, that these things, Lord, Heavenly Father, can be so tiring. We pray, may you restore the vision that has gone out of him, Lord. May you continue to inspire him, dear Heavenly Father, that we, your sheep, will continue to be shepherded in the green pastures of the word of God. We bless your holy name, Lord. We lift up your name, Lord Jesus Christ. We bless your name, Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. We worship you, Lord. Be with us throughout the coming week, oh dear Heavenly Father. Glory be to your holy name. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Just in closing, I want to show you how God's divine tricking system works. I think it was two weeks back or three weeks back. Brother Mbanyan, after the service, he says to me, Pastor, you know, God has put in my heart, I've been thinking about Brother Tabet. You know Brother Tabet? Can we go and see him? I said, yeah, let's go. We can go on Tuesday. Then Tuesday we went. I asked him, do you have his number? He says, I don't have his number. I said, how will he know that we are coming? He says, he will just see us coming, going. We arrived there 7 o'clock in the evening. And we knocked on the, on the door. And was it his son? Was it his son? His son opened the door for us and said, come in. So my expectation is that we were going to go into the living room. But the son led us to the bedroom. So I got a bit confused. I remember I was already approaching a couch. She says, no, not that way, this way. Then we got into the bedroom and we found, found him on the bed. He looked at us as if he's battling to see, is it really us? And later he says, ah, brethren, is it you? I said, yes, it's us. He said, what made you to come and see me? I said, I said the brother felt a need that we must come and see you. He said, so you didn't know that I'm sick? No, we didn't know. He says, no, I've been sick for the past three months, and I was bedridden. But look how God works. He sent, I said, brother, we were sent by God. Because the timing was way too perfect. You, you see, God, do you see it? Then we lay hands upon him and we believe that God will heal him. So, when God, when God speaks to you that something must be done, let it be done. It may save somebody somewhere. Amen. So, remember him in prayer as well. That God may, he stay. He, when we left, he said, I'm so much strengthened by your visit. And in my mind, I say, who could have planned that we could have come at the right time? It's God. Give us a song and say, give me that old time religion. And thereafter, you are dismissed. God bless you. Have a blessed week. Give me that old time religion. 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 It's good enough.
Azalan, let's sing it without doubting. <laughs> and the brothers at the back, we need the lyrics. You are sleeping on the week. Amen. Can we do it? You know why I like it? Because the devil hates it. And we love it. Bring it. Enough for me. Hey, give me, give me that old-time religion, not a new cut religion. Old-time religion. You know, it was a happy day when I was born again. Uh, how many? Do you know when when you were baptized? Do you remember the month and where you were baptized? you remember <laughs> May it was on on the Easter weekend of 1993 and it was it was a Monday afternoon at a place called Bochum it's right in the village there 
That's when I was baptized there. And it was a happy day. You, when were you baptized? You know, that birth, the, the second birthday is more important than the first one. And if, if you are in the building and you are not born again, let me give you a formula. If you are born once, you will die twice. But if you were born twice, if you die, you only die once and rise and you will never die again. So the formula, be born again, so that you, if you die, you die once and you rise and you live forever. But if you are not born again, you die twice, you die to die. And forever, you, then you are dead. It's called total annihilation. So, if, and we've got the John Baptist in the church. If you want to be baptized after church, just see us. We'll baptize you today. Some brothers were busy uh, telling me that they are still planning to uh, baptize a person in another city. I said, brethren, go and baptize them today. Don't sleep without baptizing them. Go. Amen. So if you want to be baptized, you see us, we will baptize you. Is there anyone that wants to be baptized? There's the sister wants to be baptized. Is there anyone that would want to join the sister in being baptized? It, life is not guaranteed. Ne? I don't know why I'm doing this, but I'm doing it for a reason. Is the, if you've been baptized in the name of Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, I, it doesn't mean anything. It's like a dark, it was just water on a dark. Because there is no name there. The name is the Lord Jesus Christ. Once you are baptized that way, you have broken a spell of demonic influence and demonic attacks. Is there anyone that wants to join our sister to be baptized? Next door. Do you, have you really been baptized? As your neighbor, are you baptized? All right. If not, if they say no, say, consider it. Because there's somewhere where you will spend eternity. Amen. Is it clear? All right. Brother Kune is asking Rashid, are you sure? It was a, it was a wonderful day. How many agree it was a wonderful day? But I want, I want it to when it say, happy day, happy day when I was born again. It was a happy day. Let's bring the lyrics there on the screen. Then the after you are released. Hey, to serve God is the most wonderful thing. There are no regrets. You you know, the other time I, I was with the policeman here, we were chasing after school kids because he, he chases them from that side, they come this side. So I say, policeman, I will help you. <laughs> then I caught up with a taxi driver here and say, we're not a taxi driver, man. You have filled up these children underage in your taxi at this time of the night. Where are their parents? 
Nitsi vandwana li happy but we booked somewhere but is you weekend in Gulu. I say hey you will die. Then Eastern Cape kids died because of what you are doing. Then uh, the copper said, you, you need to uh, make sure to drop a car. These kids are troublesome. It's because why? They've given up on the gospel. Let's sing it. And thereafter, I'm releasing you. That day when I was born again It was a it was a late day when I was born again. Hey, it was wonderful. No heaven kept quiet that day. They were singing, ululating you as we were being born again. Amen. Just give us any song 
Then we are dismissed. Shalom. If let. The days of Elijah. Hi, this is good songs, man.
We need a date for music service. We need a date for music service. Liz Willemar. I mean, it's difficult for me to leave the platform. Was he lent to This thing. You know, a brother made me laugh. He moved to Cape Town and they were singing this song. What, what do you call it in English? Things of Papano. On, at the cross. Yeah, he says when he was there in Cape Town, they were singing at the cross, at the cross. So he, he, he had a yearning that they could have a change down but things in Venek. So even when I was in Trinidad, I feel what Mara, mind you, if you notice, so I looked around. Uh, I said, hey, let me not try to teach them things. But you're This gospel is moving. You know, the devil thought in 2022 there won't be a message, but we are baptizing. There is a sister we are baptizing. Is that Nayum for so that we live? Because. You know, this is like a desert. <laughs> then we can go and really rest. Yeah.
Yeah.